0: All right, and we're back. So first I did um, a few of the groups. So I did, let's see what I did. I did the um, Arno, Scott's Tots, Phillips, Duncan, and Oliveira groups. So today I'll do the Allen, Clark, Smith, Baker, and Mosier group. Um, Real quick updates, you know, um, after, uh, yeah, after... Um, the game three, basically you got a couple, couple other teams. So, um, Clemson ends up, um, taking the lead over Denver. Um, or Clemson's three and oh, Denver's drops to two and one, I think. And then you got St. Paul, who's undefeated after beating Manassas in a crossover game. Frankfurt lost a, um tough one to Fargo so Fargo keeps themselves alive Carnegie's just rolling you know uh Dearborn won a big one over Clearwater that they needed and Clearwater needed it too <laughs> Norman got walloped um but you know that kind of happens when you play lose sometimes um so yeah uh I mean norman we we talked about it how they played the number one two and three preseason teams so not great um luck for them in by the schedule makers but it does get easier for them um and they did win that wall, uh rivalry game so let's look at the allen group uh, we got fremont three and zero, sixty eight 68 plus 68 ann arbor two and one they just got a big win today over rochester boise two and one plus 30 so ann arbor's plus 37 Boise's plus 30 and then Wooster 70 um oh and three so looks like this group is shaping out and it looks like you know it's there's a good chance it comes down to Ann Arbor Fremont but you know there's a lot of uh basketball left to be played so um let's qu- let's quick look at Fremont so Fremont has won all their games they brought in the 83 103 class replacing the 192 192- 191, um, 182 class, and they brought back all their starters. So it's kind of like, well, um, but they did make a small change. They put Garrett Bags into the starting lineup this year, and he's been doing great. Um, you know, you can't complain when a guy's shooting 76.5% from the field. And really, these guys, um, well, Garrett Bags has been going back and forth. So, and Matthew Wright, um, sorry, I kind of messed it up by um looking at yeah looking at it and uh yeah he's trying to figure it out but man these guys Beggs and variable are shooting amazing both shooting over 75 percent from the field so that's kind of hard to um yeah it's kind of hard to uh be upset about you know so he begs was the backup shooting guard the first few games and then he played point guard today and he had 18 points on seven to ten shooting against riverside so riverside isn't the toughest team but that's 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 always nice uh vrabel moved to the bench today um playing backup point guard uh he did fine you know he still played 15 minutes and then um right right um went from backup point guard and he played shooting guard today so Switching up just a little bit, you know, um, try, still trying to figure out what's that, what's the correct lineup. And he still, so he still plays a lot of his guys and just trying to figure it out, you know, so nothing wrong with that. These guys are rolling, so now they have St. Paul, Scottsdale, and Ann Arbor. It gets a lot tougher, you know, and this might be the most talented um, group out there. Fremont looks really good, but they got a really tough schedule coming up now let's look at ann arbor they uh, they are in the top spot for the uh, for the um, wild card based on um, based on uh, point differential however Boise has not played Wooster and um, most of that point differential for Ann arbor is made up by a forty point win over Wooster so you can't complain about that too much um, but for Ann Arbor um, You know, Austin Rodriguez has played point guard and done fairly well. He's got a little high on turnovers, only 3.7 turnovers and only 4 assists, so not a great differential. The guy who's really tearing it up, I mean, there's a couple, but Alexis Norton, I didn't think I'd see this out of him. 15 points a game, 14.3 rebounds, um, an assist, a steal, 1.3 blocks, only 1.3 turnovers. Justin Hampton, he's shooting 58.5% from the field, 584 true shooting. Not the greatest uh, free throws right now with only 45%, but that hasn't come out to bite them, um too much uh, yet. So uh, they look good. And then it's like Boise's got something to say too. So, well, first, uh, Ann Arbor's schedule goes Montpelier, Clearwater, and Fremont. So a little easier than Fremont's um Montpelier just dropped to one and two today Clearwater uh dropped to zero and three with a loss to Dearborn and then um Fremont's obviously three and oh so I think Ann Arbor should be able to get the next two but you know Montpelier's a tough team and uh the Peepers you know they you know their coach you know they're a solid team and this is a rivalry game so you gotta and then you got JD who's one of the best coaches but really frustrated at his team right now you know obviously uh, drop into 0-3. So let's look at Boise. Who Boise says I, we got something to say. We got a plus 30 point differential. We did lose to Fremont pretty bad, but we killed Phoenix and we beat Ann Arbor by 10, which is a big win for Boise. Um, they finish up with Inglewood, Rochester, and Wooster. Wooster looks like one of the, I mean, we'll talk about them in a second. They're they they're not looking great. Rochester's 0-3. Inglewood, on the other hand, they're also 0-3 but they lost to st salt lake city in overtime today by 10 so they might be figuring some stuff out i don't know so they have by far the easiest schedule of anyone left i mean they got three the the combined record of their next three opponents in the first three games was oh and nine so not not a great look but so boise looks poised and you know, Boise brought in that 68-47 class, replacing the 75-105 class. They only lost Nathan Jones from their starting lineup last year. Um, and they put Jordan Lee, one of their freshmen, in there. And he's doing all right. You know, he's got 9.3 points, 8 rebounds, 2.3 assists. Would like the defensive numbers to go up a little bit. But, you know, that's that's something. He brought in... Um, we we were really hoping to see cody nugent oh cody nugent's also starting so and cody nugent's really been carrying them and scoring um 48.1 percent from the field 33.3 from three uh, 89.9 88.9 from free throw so this guy's a scorer um we'll see how he does i mean they got a lot to prove you know they're they're right there i feel like they're they're a solid team um and uh yeah, Cody Nugent. The the thing about Cody is he's only played 21 uh, minutes per game. Maybe that's because of foul trouble. He's averaging 3.3 personal fouls per game. But um, you want to see him play more, uh, and really, uh, you want to see him play more because he's he's their scorer, you know. Um, and when they played, when they played uh, Fremont, Cody only played 22 minutes, and he was positive plus minus when he was in, when he was out. His backup, David Russell, minus nineteen. So that's a big deal. Um let let's look real quick at Wooster. Wooster, um, they haven't won one yet, you know, and they're trying to figure it out. They it's tough. You lose Paolo Dennis and it's just you gotta figure it out. Stat mentioned on the boards, you know, he's figuring it out. They have they've had a tough schedule. They've had a really tough schedule. Fremont, Ann Arbor, then Carnegie. But they kept Carnegie to only a nine point game. And Carnegie's been blowing teams out. So maybe he's figuring some stuff out. These guys won't make the PNTT playoffs. You know, you go in three, that's a death sentence. But they might they might make some noise here. You know, they could pull an offset or two. Huntsville, very winnable game. Aberdeen and Boise, tougher games, but you know, if they can keep within nine of uh Carnegie, um, you know, I like I like how they rebounded from that forty point loss. And uh you know, Connor Davies did not have a great day, but I love how Robbie Edison played um nine of twenty, four from ten from three, six of eleven for Nathan Alonso. So this team, you know, they they got an opportunity, you know. We'll see what they can do um moving forward, getting ready for the rest of their season in conference to play. Let's look at the next uh region. We the next group. Uh we have the Clark group. So we got Manassas uh Rockford Riverside and Englewood so starting with Manassas um Manassas coached by um coach Whelan you know they brought in the sixty nine forty nine class so nice um and Nathan Martin got the role of point guard right away um he scored 19 points on 55.5 percent true shooting uh 6.7 assists two t- two steals per game um you know and he he's uh so so nathan martin actually replaced nicholas martin as their point guard that's kind of ironic um cameron james playing shooting guard uh solid player he's also playing daniel wright and patrick peterson so um he's he starting all his freshmen he's really or sorry uh those guys are sophomores so he's he's starting his freshman nathan martin and then uh the other guys are um, coming off the bench and John, uh, John Newsom, and, uh, Reed Kendall. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to, uh, yeah, actually Reed Kendall is, um, an aide right now, but, uh, and John Newsom as well. So forget what I said. <laughs> no, but they, uh, looking forward, they got Duluth then Denver, then Englewood. This guy asked for a tough schedule, and he's been getting it. Um, he gets Duluth, he gets Denver, he gets St. Paul. They lost to St. Paul by nine. There's no shame in that. That's a really solid team. Now you got Duluth, Denver, Englewood. If these guys can make the playoffs with that schedule, um, man, that, that'd that be incredible. But Duluth's just been tearing teams apart. Um, you know, they, they won their first game by 21, then they won by uh, 23. This game they won by... 43 versus norman tech so um that's that's a tough game then you got denver um they're playing well uh two and one um and then you finish up with uh inglewood another solid team that's uh so far is oh and three but you know they're talented so that's has if they can hold on and win and get a last spot this team asked for the toughest schedule every year and um you know what they're they're showing us you know um they got a positive plus minus the real matchup will be this game versus Duluth if they can hold it even close you know they can be two and two um Riverside and Rockford can't go better than uh can't go but I mean that's the best they can do after this game which maybe they will but um I'm really interested to see if Manassas can do it let's look at Rockford um yeah. So Rockford uh won their first game versus Inglewood by thirteen. They lost by two in a heartbreaker to Manassas and then they lost big to Huntsville, which was a little surprising. I didn't see that coming out of Hartford or coming out of Rockford. Um I'm not exactly sure what happened, you know. Um this didn't seem like Evan Kurtz did not play well. He he might have uh Um, Coach uh, Future Star might have messed with a few... uh, Let's see. Yeah, he might have messed with a few things. Oh, Elijah Mendoza did fine, 7 for 13. But um, really, the the story of the game was... um, Was Huntsville getting to the free throw line 15 times... Or 19 times to only 10 for um, Rockford. And Isaiah Tucker did not have a good game. Three assists, six turnovers. This was a surprising loss because Rockford felt like, you know, this this conference, this group was theirs for the taking. And they just did not perform up to up to stuff. You know, I I expected them to uh yeah. I I'm not expecting them to um fall off, but uh I, I didn't expect this, but this is this is what happens. So let's look at Riverside real quick. Um, Riverside, they brought in the 209-230 class, replacing the 2677 class. So you lose seniors like Samuel Chapman and Michael Epps. It's going to be tough. Like, that's tough to replace. Um, and they didn't bring in a great class. But, you know, Riverside's figuring it out. Um, they, yeah, they're really relying on uh, Coe, and Cameron Joins. Uh they they beat Inglewood by by 4 which was a little bit of a surprise. They've played a tough schedule and now they got Clearwater, New York City and Rockford. You know, I'm not sure how they how they'll do against those. I mean, New York City's that rivalry game that's always big. New York City's been playing really good in the bottom group. So, um I'm I'm interested it's but it's tough when you lose so many starters. It's um so you're you're trying to make up for it and uh I just don't know. I mean, the the talent doesn't look like it's there, but they beat a really solid Inglewood team. Um, uh, you know, they held Noah Brown and Blake Ramsey to a combined 21 of 55. So that's that's something, you know. Um, and Cameron Joins and Julian Cowie was were playing awesome. So, let's look at the last group in this in this uh in this pairing. We got Inglewood. So, Inglewood's kind of a surprise. We thought they would be a contender. Um, and they've won 0 and 3. They have the talent, you know, 1839 class replacing a 11094 class. They did have two seniors in the starting lineup and Diggs and Clark, but um, you know, you got Connor Neal, uh, Noah Brown. You expect those guys to perform, and Noah Brown, 40.6 percent from the field on 23 shots. That's not cutting it. That's not going to help you at all. And Connor Neal, he's doing what he can. He's not a scorer. 11.3 rebounds, 7.7 assists from the um, power forward position, 2.3 steals. He's doing what he's supposed to, but really, they're just not efficient enough. They're shooting 43% from the field. Blake Ramsey's had a couple better games after the one game against Riverside. And they lost to Rockford by 13. And then they played a little better. They lost to Salt Lake City only by 10 um, in overtime. And uh, they they had every opportunity to win that game. They're up by eight with three minutes left, um, and uh, they up by six with a minute and a half. And uh, Connor Neal missed, missed the front end of a one and one with forty five seconds. Colby uh, Wainer hit a hit a uh, hit a shot to take, bring him down by two. Tanner Lawson missed the front end of a one and one, and then Steve Bailey missed the front end of a one and one um, Jonathan Crowley got, um, fouled, hit his shots, uh, and then Tanner Lawson had three and missed it, so three missed front ends of a one and one within the last minute caused them to, uh, lose, (laughs) or send it to overtime, and in overtime, uh, you know, they just, uh, Salt Lake City took over, so that's what happens, but you can tell this team's getting better, you know, they, you gotta make your free throws, but you got Boise, Carnegie, and Manassas, those are tough games. Three tough teams. Um, that Boise game is important for both teams. Although I just don't see Englewood making a run after um, after that uh, after that performance. So, but if there was a group that they could make a run in, it's this one because Manassas, you know, they have a tough schedule and they're only one game back of the other two. They only have a twenty-seven uh, minus twenty-seven point differential. So, uh, th- if there was a team that could sneak in at three and three. I think it's Inglewood or Rockford, and I think those teams have a chance, so we'll see.